0: Hello and welcome uh, to the Ball and All podcast. I must say Happy New Year uh, to you. I pray that it's a blessed year for you all. Um, And welcome uh, to the Ball and All podcast. This is your NBA podcast or basketball podcast. We cover the NBA, WNBA and anything that's happening in the basketball world uh, my name is Mpo Mudrani um, and you can follow me on twitter at um uh, as well as on instagram and you can also subscribe to my youtube channel uh let's you know let's help it grow and and and, and let's see how far it goes this is the second episode of the ball and all podcast um, in this uh 2020 2021 uh, nba season it started um, on the 22nd of december we were two and a half weeks in and it's starting to shape up very nicely. Teams have played about nine games, so you can get a little bit of a, an early sample size of what's going on in the league, and that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, we're going to be talking about my early season at takeaways. That's what the show is about. I'm going to give you five takeaways that I've seen throughout the league um, and and uh, for, for for the first two and a half weeks. And we'll and and I'm just going to chat about them. Let me know what you think in the comment section. Also. Um, also on Twitter and also on Instagram, wherever you are engaging with this um, through the podcast on Anchor or, or, or on YouTube or through uh, Twitter and Instagram. First thing I wanted to talk about in this early season is the impact of COVID and injuries. I think the NBA have done an incredible job to do non-bubble basketball. We, we've we seen how great they did with the bubble, making sure that none of the players got COVID and it worked very Streamingly and while it was obviously mentally fatiguing for the players who ended the season at the back end of the heat and the Lakers because you sat there for about three and three and a half months in the bubble trying to finish the season. And now it's a little bit different because everyone's traveling, everyone's Getting that home ground fit, ground advantage, but obviously it's not much because they're not a lot of fans. Some places do have fans, so you can still hear the cheer of the crowd in some of the games. Um, but the big thing was obviously everyone was expecting maybe that a lot more games would be postponed because of, of the virus. The virus is peaking around the world right now with the different variants. Um, but the NBA has done well this week, they only had four COVID cases, they've they had one game postponed, it was the Oklahoma City, uh, Houston game uh, where a rookie got 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 the COVID, uh, got COVID, and um, I think uh, DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall, I think PJ Tucker were. Um, close contact so they didn't play and James Harden carried the team and against Portland in the, the next few days and they won with a with a with a truncated roster. Um but we're seeing some cases. Some players are being um sidelined due to contact tracing. Uh, Alex Caruso of the Lakers was sidelined due to contact tracing. Kevin Durant's been sidelined uh this week um and 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 Steph Curry Seth Curry has 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 tested positive for COVID. So he actually was called out the game by but. The 30 minutes before the game started, his test came back. And now the T, the Philadelphia 76 is going to do contact tracing. So we might see a little bit of a postponement for them. Um, but it, with the world going a little bit um, with the world's, uh, the cases in the world increasing sports. I think the EPL is being uh, struck by this as well. Aston Villa may not be able to fulfill a lot of their fixtures. So it's it's so far the NBA has done quite well. One game postponed. Remember, the season is in two parts. The first 36 games are going to be played. And then the final 36 games will be played in the second half of the season after a two-week break. Um, and those games were also going to add on any games that were postponed uh, in the first half. So, so far they've done well. The other thing is obviously the injuries. We're seeing a lot of long-term injuries happening. We knew Clay before the season, but John Morant uh, is out. Uh, Markel Fultz is out for the season as well. ACL. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is also uh, out for the long-term injury. So that's also affecting the game, the play, largely due to the obviously shortened uh, preseason. But that's um, that's 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 what it is. And and we're all everyone's trying to fit everything in to try and get the league back to a normal uh, rotation in terms of. Uh, the yearly calendar. So that's that, that's something that's going to happen and something that's going to affect a lot of teams. The second, uh, My second uh, takeaway is Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid are looking early front runners for Philly um, as championship contenders, for Embiid as possibly an MVP candidate. Um, could this be the year where we get a third African MVP, African-born MVP, um, it's possible. Joel Embiid has done incredibly well. He averages 25 points um, and 11 boards, um, as well as um, uh, two blocks so far this season. He's really helped the Philadelphia 76ers step it up. But most importantly, Philadelphia under Dark Doc Rivers have figured out some sort of an identity, and the identity is defense first. They defend so well; they're the second best defensive team in the in the league. I'll tell you who the first defense, who the best defensive team in the league. You you won't believe me, um, but. They've done really well on that end of the floor, and that's translated to easy buckets and and great free-flowing transition basketball on the on the uh, in the offensive end. The big thing for Philadelphia this time is that Philadelphia last season with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons had a net rating, which is the amount of points, the net amount of points scored with them on the field, on, on the floor. Of, not, of negative 0.8, which means that Philadelphia were worse off with having both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. This time, so far in this nine-game stretch where they've won seven and they've lost two, they are have a net rating of 18 points uh, 18. Just uh, getting that assorted. it's 18 and it's about 18.5. It's 18.5, I'm um, just checking my, my notes. It's 19 and a half, actually. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna take a point away from them, which is incredible as to how they've been playing. They've played the two-man game really well, the pick and roll between them, Ben and, and Joel has been incredible. And Joel has just been such a force for them. This team defends really well. You've got Danny Green, who I think is a, still an elite defender. They've got Ben Simmons, who is an all-NBA defender. Tobias Harris is not bad. And Joel Embiid, uh, as a rim protector, is very good. Seth Curry's defense is coming up. Uh, but he's the one player that we all thought that they might have to find a way to hide. He's shooting lights out. Um, so without him in this period while he's got COVID, it might s- kind of slow them down. But... And you can also say they have played the worst defenses in the, uh, the worst offenses in the league, being Cleveland, um, being uh, with Washington, um, being uh, you could say also, um, I think they played Detroit, um, and so that's also uh, something that you also have to consider. But they are going to come up against some big, some some better offenses. They've they've lost to the Nets this morning, so it might come down. But they are up there. I don't. They are making a case to be in that. Top tier with the Lakers, the Clippers, and possibly Milwaukee and Miami um, for the the front run for the, the the championship challenges. Essentially, so they've done well. Joel Beats balled out, and we just hope it just continues. Uh, but if you and what I know about this game is, if you can defend, you can go far um, in the NBA. Next one is the Eastern Conference has become more competitive. I think I spoke to you in the last podcast, and was and I kind of felt that the bottom four in the Eastern Conference weren't going to make it essentially weren't going to be as competitive. But what we've seen so far is that the Knicks, with that young core, Joe, uh, Julius Randle's done really well. They've become a lot more competitive. They're winning games. They've won five of the last six. Um, so they, their record is five and three. Um, Cleveland with Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, aka Sextland, they are the best defensive team in the league with 102 points, uh, defensive rating of 102, which means they only allow 102 points per game, which is the best in the NBA. That's unbelievable but then on the other end they're actually not that bad from an offensive standpoint they, they play a lot of iso um but cleveland are a good it's 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 no longer you arriving at these teams and you just walking over them and i think that's something for the east um to, to notice especially for the play in tournament with the 10 teams that these four teams in the east who traditionally would be at the bottom five would be we are going to be contesting the Hornets look really look look better than they did last time. Um, uh, Terry Rozier started the season off well, um, and, and and also Lamelo balls kind of stepped up in uh, to try and, and 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 help them as well. They look very good, um, and the Magic have started the season well. They're the second best team in the East, six and two. The Magic made the uh, made the were well, the eighth seed in the playoffs um, last last season. Uh, with the seventh season in the playoffs last season, we thought they might have taken a step back um, without DJ Augustine. Um, but they've really stepped up uh and, and they look much better. Markel Fultz has really taken a massive step in his development, which is part of the reasons why this team is there um and why they let go of of, of of DJ Augustine and just only have Evan Fournier and Markel. Um, but obviously now without uh Markel Fultz, it's going to be very interesting. But they are they are very they're quite competitive. Um, the Washington Wizards are also there They just had a very bad start to the season We'll talk about that um, in the next segment But these are the teams that I think uh, are, are, are there. The Wizards are competitive with Russell Westbrook And so the only team in the East that isn't competitive Is the Detroit Pistons They're 1-6 and six. I don't see much with them um, And I don't think they're going to do um, they, they, I think they're just probably going to take the wooden spoon And hope to get the ping-pong ball That gives them the first pick in the draft um, My fourth takeaway Is that the teams that should be worried Couple of teams that I've got four teams that should be worried. Firstly, the Toronto Raptors. They started the season one and six. Yes, they're not in Canada. They're in Tampa Bay. So that's another effect. But they look very bad. The one thing about Nick Nurse teams and Toronto Raptors teams throughout the past ten, the past decade, when they've always just lost to LeBron is that defensively they've always been good. They've been offensively, they've been middle of the road, um, but defensively they've always been good. This time they are they are seventeenth uh, uh, in defense, which is something that Nick Nurse needs to fix, um, and also. And so something's needs to change, um, and 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 because they're losing games they should be winning, and it's not looking good uh, for the Raptors right now. They are going to have to play a lot of catch up in order to to be in the playoff and probably get a a nice seed. It's it's still tough cuz they're in a different city and they they are teething problems we didn't expect these teething problems to perpetuate um for this this period in the in in the league. The next team are the Washington Wizards. They are 2 and 6. They've won 2 games and they've lost 6 matches. Um 6 games. That is a problem because the Wizards if starting into the season also making the trade for Russell Westbrook, you would have expected the Wizards would have expected to make themselves to be a play in, a play off Team. Not necessarily playing a playoff team. So probably six, seven, but they are just, they don't have it in them. Um, and 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 it and there are four games behind, for instance, the Magic, who are their rivals with the team, they should be looking at mirroring in terms of the way the the number of wins and losses in a season. They're so far behind them. They're also I think about three, two, two, two and a half games behind the number eight spot. Yes, that can change. Still early doors, but what we're seeing from the Magic is offensively they're not that great. Offensively, they really are trying. Um, but outside of the starting five, um, there isn't much that you can and there's this guy, Thomas Bryant is really is really good as a center, but he's still in his, his infancy phase, and it's literally Russ and, and, and Bradley Beal with, with with children, with kids. Uh, Danny Avdia has started off well. It needs a little bit of time, and so that that's a worry for me for them. And they they really, their defense is bad. They're second last in defense, and they need to find a way to sort that out. And Russell needs to stop taking threes. Like Russ, come on, like really, just stop taking threes now. We're tired. Um, the other team that should be worried, the Eastern, the Western Conference finalists, are Denver. They are three and five, while their opponents are are six and three, and they're moving away. They're three, three games behind the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, they are in the bottom half of the of the West. They're really struggling. They're losing games they should be winning. Um, they're a better. They there are a better squad. They should be playing better than what they have. I think the effects of a, a shortened uh, preseason and a shortened break are coming back to bite them. They they they, they, they defensively they really are struggling, and uh, they're 28th in defense, which is something you wouldn't expect from this team because uh, the Denver Nuggets. What we know is that they they're very they get locked in and they can. And they always win easy, they get easy baskets from good from forcing turnovers and and good defense. And that's the that's the worry for from from a from a Denver perspective, especially around the perimeter. They always had those massive wing defenders. Jeremy Grant has left, and I think that may have destabilized um Denver a little bit. Michael Porter Jr. is also injured, so that's also kind of feeding into everything else. But they they've got they always had. A plethora of wings and and guys who can defend on the wing. P.J. Dozier is not that bad, but it's just not gelling. It's not working out well. And they lost uh, they lost to the Mavericks. They were up by I think fifteen points at uh, ten points at one stage um, midway through the third quarter, and it just evaporated. And de- and the momentum in the fourth quarter was just with with Dallas, and it ended up in overtime with Dallas winning. Um, Jokic is still putting up numbers. That's something that's still something to be good. It's um, Jamal Murray that I think everyone's going to probably be worried about. The last other the, the other team that you should be wired, that should be wired is Minnesota. Cat um, and D'Angelo Russell they came together thinking they'd make some sort of a big two in the in the in the in the era of, of of big twos. Um, it's not working out. I think from outside of them, the rest of that Minnesota roster doesn't look great, and they are bottom of the pile, bottom bottom. To a team, uh, even Oklahoma is even playing better basketball than. Than, than than Minnesota and Oklahoma just a mishmash of players who Sam Presti acquired through trades because Sam Presty wants oh. to have the next has the next has the next um first round picks from everybody in the NBA up until 2027 because that's the way he's he, he's working out and and that's very disappointing um they just the between them and Detroit they take the cake for the wooden spoon they're fighting for that um and finally um, to close out the last one is the teams that are exciting the teams that you should if you see them playing just give it a watch watch a quarter uh watch a full game um, if you're on league pass you can check it out and, and see what these teams are um obviously you get the the big the, 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 the top tier guys the Milwaukees the Lakers the Clippers the miami's the Bostons um the and, and 76ers are, are good watches but here are teams that, that that I'm excited about and I think maybe you should you should look into um The Knicks, I think. I spoke about the Knicks earlier on. I think they're a great young squad. Julius Randle is having career numbers. He's putting up numbers of 23 and 12, 23 points, 12 rebounds. That is an all-star candidate in the East. Those are numbers. Those are all-star numbers in the East. Mitchell Robinson's defending really well. Tom Thibodeau has taken his team. He's turned them into a defensive juggernaut. They're eighth um, in defense in the league so far, which is good for a Knicks team. The last time a Knicks team played this well. Um, and had a run of 5 5 wins in 6 games or a start like this was in 2012 uh, i think that was the last time they made the playoffs so it's really exciting. And it's really sad that obviously the New York fan base can't be in the in the Madison at the Garden, at the Mecca, uh, to support the team. But this, this, if you're if you're a Knicks fan, I'd be very excited by this team. They're playing great football, uh, great basketball. Obi Toppins doing really well. Um RJ Barrett is stepping up. Um and it was great because they've got Alfred Payton in the in the in the offseason, and he's a he's a he's a he's a season point guard. And then that took off the of pressure from RJ Barrett. He's playing like a forward rather than a point uh a point forward who had to do everything for this next team like he did last year the bench looks even better with austin rivers coming off the bench he had a great um game two days ago uh uh, two days ago um they he was just shooting the lights out um uh, and 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 that's the type of that's the type of team they 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 are They're, they're they're feisty they're young that's the team the chicago bulls were telling us at the beginning of the season we should be excited for. I'm more excited about the Knicks than I am about the Bulls, which says a lot. Um, the Atlanta Hawks are very good. They're a really good watch. Um, largely, Atlanta Hawks, the one thing you need to know, they don't play defense. They don't do it. They, they don't want to do it. Um, but what they do is they can shoot the lights out. Trey Young's sensational. And and largely, he's the watch. But the fact you've got Bogdanovich, you've got Gallinari, um you've got Clint Capella, um, you, you have a very... Nice team in the range on Rondo coming off the bench and John Collins as well in that starting five. They're a really nice offensive team. Defensively, they've got a lot of work um, to to, to do throughout the season. The Phoenix Suns, number one in the West, Chris Paul setting them up. They play very slowly now, but they're a great uh, three-point shooting team. Cameron Payne, Cameron Johnson really shooting well from 3J Crowder's Probably one of the best three-point shooters of the season. The Suns are there. The question obviously once they come up against uh Den uh, uh, Denver, LA, and LA, and possibly even uh Dallas, how they'll they'll work, how they'll play or how they'll work it out. But so far they've had a the red hot start to the season, uh, one of the best records in the season. Uh, the other two, the other two teams that I'd say you should watch are the Indiana Pacers, Sabonis, Brogdon, and Victor Oladipo are some sort of a big three in Indiana, and they're playing incredibly well. Victor's picked up from his pre-injury self, not Bubble Victor. Bubble Victor wasn't great. Uh, He's done incredibly well. He's scoring 20 points per game right now. Um, Sabonis has stepped up. He's now scoring 23 points per game when he used to score 18 points per game last season. He's now also putting his name up as the second center in that all-star ballot. I think Jawal's probably going to get the first one. Sabonis is probably going to get the second one. Um, and then and then Malcolm Brogdon he just brings it all together as that guard that 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 backcourt combo of Brogdon and Luka Dupo probably one of the best that you could ever get in the East. Um, the only one that I thought would could possibly be better is that is is the Nets one that had Dinwiddie and and Kyrie Irving, but Dinwiddie's out now. So um, really exciting team to watch. I think the pace is really good. They defend really well. They held James Harden and the Houston Rockets to fifteen. Well, James Harden to fifteen points against the Houston Rockets um two nights ago so they're very good and then the last one is Cleveland best defensive team in the league which is fascinating but Andre Drummond is still a great defensive player and he's helped them DeAndre uh, Dobson is, is 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 helping defensively Larry Nance is helping defensively and also Isaac Okoro who you should watch as a rookie he's helped he's worked out he's helped them defensively offensively that's the difference they call it sex land. it's Sexton. Uh, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Sexton averaging 25 points this season, Darius Garland averaging 17 points this season. They're lighting up the East, um, and they—they're not a—they're not a top-tier team. They're not going to be. They're going to be. Uh, Cleveland are a play-in playing team. That—that's who they are. They—they—they—they—they—they—they um, they, 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 they need to work better on their offense, moving the ball. They they pass the ball the fewest, I think, in the league. Um, And and, and so what they need to do is, if you work on that offensive side better, but from an iso ball excitement factor, Cleveland have something to be excited about with these two and what this team is building. I think they're a season away from becoming a stable um, in the playoff, like a mid mid playoff seed, like a four or five seed. I think that's their thing next year, once obviously these rookies um, get a little bit more, but it's very exciting. And they're defending at a, at at, a, at well, which is keeping them in a lot of games against better teams. And that's something that 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 uh, for 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 basketball players like myself, that's really good because I love defense. So I'm, I'm I'll always talk about defense, which is why I keep on leading with defense. If you defend well, you're you're a team that I'm going to watch because that's what excites me. It leads to um, it leads to a really good transition game and really good offense. But um, that's it. Those are my five key takeaways for the season. Um, Please do like, subscribe, and follow uh, the YouTube page. And also, if you're listening on audio, uh, thank you for the support on Anchor. Please share it widely. Please uh, also subscribe and follow. Thank you very much for uh, watching and listening um, to the uh, uh, Ball and All podcast. Oh, yes, just one final thing. I'm also doing, um, I'm also uh, writing articles for the post-up zone. I've written two articles already. So if you go check it out at PostUpZone.com, um, um you'll check it out and see how that, or read, read what I wrote. I wrote an article about the Warriors, how they could become a playoff team this season, even every, with, with everything that's going on. And I also wrote about my five, um, the first week, the, the first the standout players in the in the first week of the NBA um, so please do check it out and let me know. Uh, but from myself, Mpoomdrani, and the Ball Annual Podcast, uh, till next week, les sale, kakajis.